The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. Joining me today from Astros Future and Climbing Tall's Hill, Mr. Kenny Van Doren. Kenny, welcome to the show, bud. Thanks for having me on, Rob. Well, I appreciate you doing this. I just happen to be out for COVID, and anyone that's listened to the last two episodes, I, I think I sound better. I'm feeling better, and the downside of that is it's time. It might be close to going back to work, probably on Monday. Yeah, you sound great. Um, yeah, I've listened to you before, and I'm glad you're doing better, man. Thank you. So let's talk about this first. We're in the middle of a lockout. They had a meeting today. I, I wasn't expecting anything to get done, and nothing did get done. What What are your thoughts, real quick, on the lockout? I am. I you know I saw the news like everyone else did. You know, like a couple of tweets here and there from the the baseball insiders. But I think it's a good a good step forward that there's you know proposals and ideas being put forward by Major League Baseball. I know it's not the ones that the players want, but at the end of the day, if there's an idea getting thrown around, you know, each idea can be, you know, adjusted to make it better for both sides. So if we're getting, if they're getting ideas out there, that's one step closer to getting baseball back. Yeah. Hopefully they don't drag it out too long. I know one thing that keeps coming up is, uh, what is it? Time manipulation, their service time. It's kind of wrong yeah. how they, how they do those guys. They call them up, but in, uh, May, and then they get to have them another whole year. It's kind of, Hopefully that's something they do without. And uh, but anyway, something else in the news, it didn't really matter to me because I don't one thing one I don't go to these, uh, and two the players weren't going to be there. But they they postponed Fan Fest. How how upset were you about that? Um, I, I would have been at school by then, but I think it was a little silly to have a Fan Fest without any players. You know the whole the whole idea to have Astros Fan Fest is have the players around. You get to get autographs you get to hear them talk if you're going to a fan fest what are they going to go see they've been to Minute Maid Park before um fans have you know walked around the stadium or they're just going to let them walk around without any actual players there so I just think it was a little silly to even have it in the first place without players and I know they couldn't have players because of the lockout but it should have been postponed in the first place yeah I think they were going to have I don't, I don't even know I think it was like Brian McTaggart maybe some sports writers and Maybe the guys that do, you know, maybe Blum and Todd Callis, maybe. I don't know. But I, I think it's cool. The first time I got tickets for Fan Fest, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. But everything costs money. 
It's like, do I really want to pay $80 to throw five pitches? I don't think so. But yeah. the, the the thing I miss is, uh, I'm trying to think of what it's called because I don't have this written down. But when they used to travel around the different cities, what's that called? They would go to Academy and they would sign autographs or be like a couple of players. Oh, like uh, players would show up to Academy and they just have like yeah. a signing day? Like yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember what that was called. I, I've seen that before. Yeah. The caravan, Astros caravan. Yeah, that was that was fun. And another thing coming up is the Hall of Fame. That Hall of, everybody's been voting. And I've seen Billy Wagner's name on a lot of ballots. Maybe it's because I, I only follow Astros accounts, but what do you what do you think? Does he get in this year? Um, I'm not totally sh- like sure on like the net voting and how many votes he needs until then. I know he's over like the 35%. Uh, number but I think at the end of his you know tenure on the ballot I think Billy Wagner makes it and I think it'll take a you know a few more years um, it doesn't look like a lot of voters are really filling their ballots at all you know we saw a ballot the other day it was just Jeff Kent no one else it's just a little weird I'd like some explanations with some of these ballots because they're just you know they're choosing some players that did steroids some that didn't and then you know, Billy Wagner who was never caught doing steroids you know top 10 closer of all time and he's just not getting the votes anymore I think he's going to get into. I don't know if it's this year or not, but hopefully he does. I, I really think he will be. I, I will. Even if it comes down to the last year, they're going to be like, we got to get this guy in. He's better than people that we put in already. So, all right, let's get Definitely. to this, buddy. Let's get to this. This is the big question that hasn't been answered yet. A, because he didn't get signed anywhere. And B, of course, because we're in a lockout. But what do you think about the chances Correa comes back to Houston? I don't think they're very high. Um, if he does sign for like a smaller deal, if teams aren't going to give him that 10 years, 300 plus million, it would be with Houston. Um, you know, if, I think Houston would pony up on a shorter deal with a lot more money to it. But yeah, I, I don't really believe all of the, like the rumors about the back issues. You know, we've seen Correa the last two seasons and there was no, there weren't any reports. I know the Astros front office now is a lot more hush hush about things since James Click uh, took over, but you know, they asked, like for Carlos Correa, I think he's still worth that 300 plus million, that 10 year deal. He's seeing what Corey Seager got. He knows he's worth more. Uh, Carlos Correa had the second most war of any player in baseball last year. You know, he knows his value and over 10 plus years, you know, at the, at the back end of that contract, you know, he's not going to be worth 30 million in 10 years. He might not be an all-star anymore, but he's Carlos Correa and Carlos Correa is the best, you know, leader, defensive player and offensive player, like that whole combination you know, on the market right now. And if Correa sees that value or sees that contract somewhere else, you know, he can take it. You know, I, I would be, I know I'll be upset if Carlos Correa leaves, you know, as an Astros fan. And I'd love for them to re-sign him. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, you had the Tigers offered him 10 years, but only 240 million, which is only 24 million. And I, I think the, the five or six year deal the Astros offered him was for 34 million a year. So they are offering him a lot of money per season, but they don't want to get into that 10-year contract. So, I mean, but who's left? I mean, the Dodgers? I mean, the Rangers already spent money. The Dodgers, I had read something that they had some shortstop of the future, and, and they didn't want to get into it, but they keep coming up. And I know that was the Yankees. That was the Yankees. So... But the Yankees and the Dodgers, I, who else? Who else is going to pay that much? That's 
That's kind of why I think there's a slim chance Carlos comes back because I don't know if he's going to get what he wants. Yeah, I can see that as well. Um, you know, he's a guy who said he can play third base. I don't think if you put him on a team, he's going to want to play third base. You know, he's a, one of the best shortstops in the game. If you look at teams that have shortstops right now, like the Dodgers are probably going to roll out Trey Turner, but Trey Turner can play second base. Um, the Yankees have Gleyber Torres. Gleyber Torres really showed how much he's been struggling at shortstop this past year. They can move him to second base. Um, even someone like the Blue Jays, the team that's not really spending a lot right now, have a lot of young guys, Bo Bichette, move him to second base, Carlos Craig can maybe even play third. You know, there's, there's wild card teams out there that could just throw the money at him and try to see if they can get him. Okay, so let's say that the Astros do not get Carlos Correa. In my opinion, Jeremy Pena is the uh, shortstop of the future. And without Correa signed, it's going to be the near future. I don't. I mean, I don't even know what would happen to him if Correa did sign for five or six years. He he'd probably be just end up getting traded somewhere for some other players. But is Jeremy Pena ready to take over? Um, in the end of the season, um, like interview session between the you know the beat writers and James Click. James Click said, you know, it's kind of up to Jeremy Pena. They believe in him. They know that he can play shortstop. Um, I don't think he's totally ready. He only has 30 games under his belt in AAA. And for a guy who came off wrist surgery, you know, he was monster. Like, he was a monster at AAA. He was hitting home runs. He was splashing all this power that we had never seen before. He's just built. Like, he just got big over that offseason and then lost, lost almost the whole season. He's been doing well in uh, the Dominican Republic in the Winter League. Uh, defense is not a worry. Uh, but I don't think he'll be ready for the first game of the season. I don't think he should be the opening day starter. Someone like a Ledmus Diaz, or if they get a stopgap of some sort, he could, you know, that could uh, be like the first option. And then just bring in Jeremy Pena over time, kind of make him a utility player, give him some shortstop starts, you know, try to platoon him and Diaz maybe, depending on splits. But I don't think at the beginning of the season, Jeremy Pena will be totally ready. Yeah, I, th- I think the the Astros... Uh, someone had asked me this, and and my answer was try to get someone like Simmons, you know, like on a one-year deal because he's really good at defending. And then you're not throwing this kid in the fire right away. I mean, give him some more seasoning, let him, you know, let's see what he has to do in AAA or whatever. But if the Astros do go out and pick up a free agent like Simmons then they're going to have to remove somebody off the 40-man roster because I thought it already had 40 before Justin Berlander, but I looked at it today and it was at 39 without him. So now it should be 40 because the Justin Verlander deal has been announced that it is official. So what would you do? I mean, if they get a, if they pick up a free agent to, to bridge the gap between Correa and Pena, Someone's got to get cut and traded. Who do you think it is? We've got three really good center fielders. You think it could be one of those guys or all the pitchers we have? There's a lot of pitchers on the 40, man. Yeah, there's, you know, there are a lot of pitchers. There's also like some fringe relievers that, you know, if they remove them from the 40-man roster, it won't be drastically changing the team. Uh, someone like Seth Martinez, who had a great story, came to the major leagues last year. He didn't really flash as much as, you know, you'd, you'd expect in just a small sample size. Um, someone like Anoli Paredes, who we're going to talk about a little later, um, someone who started off really great in his rookie year and really hasn't found himself since. Um, and, you know, the Chaz McCormick idea, maybe trading away one of the center fielders, 
Of the three, I, I would like the Astros to keep Jake Myers. I think Jake Myers has the most tools of the three players. I'm not sure how much Jose Siri has in value at the moment, but, you know, Jose Siri and Chaz McCormick are the same age, but someone like Chaz McCormick has a lot more major league experience under his belt. Um, I think the first step would be to remove one of the minor league, you know, major league pitchers they have on their staff, like Anoli Paredes or Seth Martinez. Yeah, me too. There's, I mean, if you didn't want to lose any of those guys, then you, you would have to look at one of these. I mean, you, we have these, I think I agree with you, Mayers or Myers. I don't ever know how to say that. I believe out of the three, he's the best one. And Chaz McCormick is, he comes up big and then Siri is, you know, flashy. He's energetic. He's fast. But I don't think he's the best one out of the three. Right now, My Mayers is, uh, Jake Myers is hurt. So he, I don't even, he was not even going to start the season. So luckily that's not even going to be a, an option or maybe not, but who is there anyone out there to sign a free agent? I like Simmons. That's the only one I can think of. Cause I mean, it's either sign somebody or use the Diaz or Bregman can play shortstop. And they said, that's not something they were going to do. Cause I know we haven't seen it yet, but Taylor Jones can play third. Uh, I, I don't know if Yuli Gurriel can still play third, but there's still kind of options out there. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, I think, you know, someone like Trevor Story is still on the market. If they're going to sign an all-star uh, caliber shortstop, that's not Correa. Trevor Story is the option. I like the Andrew Simmons idea for the defensive aspect. If you get him around Jeremy Pena, that's just increasing his defense. Uh, Andrew Simmons is a gold glove winning shortstop, but he doesn't have a bat. So that's kind of a hole in the lineup. Um, I'm fine with the Astros rolling with Ledmus Diaz. Uh, I don't really think the idea of moving Yuli Gurriel back to third, you know, someone who's had some arm issues. That's why he's been moved to first. He used to be a shortstop uh, in his younger days. But even for Alex Bregman, he told Michael Schwab on the Schwab cast that he can play shortstop if they need it at an all-star level. Um, I think he's mm -hmm. better off at third base. I know there's that range factor that some people don't believe he has anymore, but I think Alex Bregman would just be better at the third base position instead of just moving this team around. Um, but I think Diaz is, you know, the best case to start the season at short. I agree with that. Just leave everybody where they're at. Ledmus Diaz, as long as he's healthy, he's really good. I mean, he's probably like a guy that's going to hit 265, but he's going to give you some power here and there. And he can play defense. So the only knock I have on him is that he's injured a lot. But if, Pena, if Jeremy Pena starts the year on the 26-man roster, at least he'll get a little bit of work. Definitely. I think Jeremy Pena's, you know, best bet to start the season would either be, you know, a few games in AAA, maybe a few weeks, or definitely in like that second utility spot or the first utility spot since Diaz would likely start. All right. So the next topic is what are they going to do with Jake Odorizzi? You got Justin Verlander. Now we, we, we have way too many pitchers, which isn't always a bad thing. One thing I heard about was possibly a six-man rotation, or did they kind of do what they did last year and use them as a piggyback situation? But I don't know who they would use them with. But what, what do you think they're going to do with Jake Odorizzi? You know, there's definitely a lot of options. Uh, Jake Kaplan of The Athletics sparked a good idea that of all the players on the roster right now that could be traded before the season starts, Jake Odorizzi is likely the first in line. Um, they have seven caliber starters when you factor in Christian Javier, who, you know, struggles with walks. 
in uh, the regular season. But once he got to the postseason, he was pretty lights out, pretty reliable in a multitude of roles. Um, but with a six-man rotation, I think it behooves the Astros because they have two guys coming off injury. You're looking at Justin Verlander and you know Lance McCullers Jr., who's injured in the postseason. And you have those two guys coming off injury. You add that second, you know, that extra day into the plan, and it gives them an extra day of rest. Uh, two guys that might be on some pitch count, um, you know, restrictions to start the season. And I think it would be, you know, best for them to keep Odorizzi around, kind of see if he flashes that um, efficiency that he had at the end of the season in September and into the postseason. And they can see if they can trade him. Um, a team I really like that he could go to is the San Francisco Giants who currently have about like three or four quality starters on their uh, roster. And Jake Odorizzi could definitely fill out that back end of the rotation. I think his contract is a big question mark if people really want to take on that money without a lot of uh, quality behind him. The only thing negative about Odorizzi, not really a negative, but I guess for me an excuse for him is that he got picked up late in the year. I don't I don't even believe he had a spring training. And if he did, it was a very, very small one. Because the only reason we picked him up because we thought we were going to lose Framber Valdez. But I don't think he got a, sh- a, a, fa- a fair shake. I think if he has the entire spring training to get ready, I think he's a really good pitcher. And you could see if they did went with a five-man rotation, you could see uh, Urquidy. I don't know about Garcia because he, you know, he's almost a rookie of the year, but I don't know. I think we just have too many pitchers, especially if he does well. But, you know, yeah, like you said, Lance McCullers coming off injury, JV coming off injury. I, I mean, I don't know if you get rid of him. Yeah, it's definitely not a bad idea to have, you know, all those starters at disposal. Um, but I, I like the idea of just giving him a full spring training. You know, he came off of an injury in 2020 that didn't make him look desirable by teams and there was that connection with James Click you know he knows Jake Odorizzi from their time in Tampa Bay and he brought him in to fill the void that they lost in from Valdez to start the season Odorizzi got I think two starts in spring training and then got those extra few weeks um, to ramp up and he just really not really didn't have that shot that he wanted he was here to eat innings and I think with all the money behind on his contract to Astros fans you know you know us Astros fans are pretty spoiled on pitchers. You know, we had Garrett Cole, we had Zach Greinke, Justin Verlander over the last years, last couple of years. And you expect big things from Jake Odorizzi, especially with the money he's making. And I think, you know, with the, like you said, with the full spring training, he could be the guy that he was in 2019 when he was an all-star. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So the Astros left-handed pitcher out of the bullpen last year, it was, uh, can't even think of his name now. Um Australia. Brooks Raley, and then the year, you know, but right now it's Blake Taylor, who just, in my memory, in the short season, when all these young kids just came out of nowhere from A-ball to Major League Baseball, he was one of them that did really, really well. It didn't seem like he was as good last year, but is are we good enough with that, or they do they, are they need to go out and find another lefty? I think Blake Taylor is the number one option right now. Um, Someone who came off of an injury last season, but, you know, his rookie campaign in 2020, he was very reliable. That whole bullpen was, uh, you know, you look back at that 2020 bullpen, you're like, wow, how did this team make the ALCS? But I like Jonathan Bermudez. He was added to the 40-man roster uh, recently to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. Uh, He's never pitched in the major leagues before. 
Um, he got up to AAA this season. He's a good lefty. He's uh, mainly a starter, but if you put him in that bullpen, it gives an extra lefty option into the midseason. I don't think he would start the season at the major league level. Uh, there are also some guys, you know, out there that it could be projects that the Astros like. Um, Daniel Norris, he's a left-hander. He's tw only 28 years old. Uh, Andrew Chafin, who's 31 years old, lefty. He pitched at A's last year. He was uh, kind, of, kind of highly sought out at the trade deadline, and the, he got him from the Cubs. Uh, somebody I would think that the Astros could uh, go after as well. Um, there's also some, you know, older guys on the market and Andrew Miller and Brad Hand, who I just don't see as real options to really benefit the Astros at their age. And they're not, they're kind of fringe relievers at this point, especially with the money that they might be expecting. So I think there's guys out there that could be projects that James Click likes. Uh, but right now I think it's just Blake Taylor and then wait on Jonathan Bermudez. So what do you expect out of Anoli Paredes? I I was doing the 40, I mean, I was trying to predict the 26-man roster by myself, you know, before I talked to you. And I don't have them making it. I just, I have them still back in the minor leagues. Yes, yeah, that's, that's definitely where he's going to start in AAA. Um, for someone like Anoli, if they do remove him from the 40-man roster, I don't think he's going to be picked up. You looked at someone like Andre Scrub, who was in the same boat, faced some injury, faced some command issues. But the Astros might like something that Anoli can have. It's something they can tool with, with, uh, his high velocity and the spin on his you know, pitches uh, that they might still like. And if they see someone on the market, I think Inoli would likely be in the first, you know, the top five to be removed from the 40-man roster, either um, trade. I, I don't really know how much trade value Inoli Predis has, or he'd just be uh, DFA'd off the roster, outrighted to AAA. Um, but I'm not, I'm not high on Inoli Predis for next season. Yeah, when I, when I was doing the roster, I had the five – man rotation and Oda Rizzi taking the sixth spot. Then you have Presley, Stanek, Naris, Phil Maton. There's 10 pitchers, which leaves three left. And you got Javier and then Blake Taylor and then like as your left-handed guy. And then I have Pedro Baez, but you don't, that doesn't even have Montero who they traded for last year on there. So I don't, I don't know if I'm correct here. So I, I don't know. They got too many pitchers. So I, I don't know who stays up there. Yeah, it's definitely not a bad you know thing like we've, we've talked about. But I think Rafael Montero is going to somehow find his way back in that mix. I know a lot of fans speculated oh, he wouldn't be here long. Even I speculated that. I was like, oh, he's just a throw in. They'll see what depth he can show. But they like Rafael Montero. Uh, he doesn't really have options left. He's 30 years old now. But I, I like Montero. I think he'll find his way in there. I just have no idea what Pedro Baez is going to be next season with the velocity issues and the injuries. What about Joe Perez? He plays uh, third. What level is he in? Is he in? Um, he hasn't played past double A yet. Um, they added him to the 40 man roster because he, he hit for a lot of power this last season. Uh, Jimmy Price and I, uh, my co-host on Astros Future, he's the owner of Astros Future. Uh, we're going to talk to him in a few days, but he's a third baseman and a first baseman. He could uh, likely take over at first base once Yuli is um, retired or moved on. And that's something that Chandler Rome brought up at a Baseball America article. That I really like the idea, so I'm going to give him credit for that. But uh, Joe Perez, is gonna, I'd say he'd start the season in AAA. Uh, somebody I've talked to a few times saying how excited he is for the opportunity. But I think he could be that infield depth in the minor leagues that the Astros could you know, rely on. Uh, someone like Abraham Toro or uh, who was the other infielder? Um, 
Garcia, Robel Garcia last year. Um, someone who could be that, you know, go back and forth at AAA, has the minor league options, um, get him ready for the major leagues because he's showing a lot of tools there down in AA. But I think the best, you know, start for him is probably going to be in AAA next year. Yeah, earlier, just to touch on this, you talked about Jonathan Bermudez. He was the minor league pitcher of the year, right, for the for the Astros? Yeah, he was the minor league pitcher of the year, yes. All right. So let's stay with pitchers. What about Josh James? I don't have him anywhere on here. Yeah, I, I kind of feel bad for the, the route Josh James's career has taken. A uh, guy with a lot of velocity, a lot of spin on his fastball, and he's just been given the shorthand, you know, with injuries and a lot of expectations for a guy with – um, you know, a lot of speed behind him and they tendered a contract to him. Um, he'll go through arbitration. They'll see if they can bring him back, but his, you know, projected ARB number is below a million. So he's not going to be taking a big chunk in payroll, but, you know, like you said, he might not fit into the bullpen. Um, I think he was a guy that was pretty upset about not making the roster last year once he was activated from the 60 day injured list. So, you know, it kind of sucks the situation he's in. I think he could be like a throw in for a trade at some point. Um, for something small or just, you know, maybe a big deal at, at the deadline or because I think it's kind of wasted talent just sitting in AAA. What have you heard about Forrest Whitley? I, I saw a video of him throwing the ball and someone interviewed him and he sounds like he's ready to go, but we've heard that before. Yeah, I think a lot of people have, you know, done interviews with Forrest Whitley where he always says, you know, I'm, I'm ready, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to prove everyone wrong. And then, you know, the Tommy John, that's not, you can't blame someone for that, but the whole injuries and suspensions behind him, there's just so much hype around a guy like Forrest Whitley, even his name, it just sounds like a baseball player. Um, recently, Jimmy Price, uh, he actually talked to Forrest and it doesn't sound like Forrest will be ready by the time major league spring training rolls around. You know, it, it's a kind of a, a bummer because you want to see him pitch alongside Justin Verlander, let him talk to these guys, let him get used to the team because you want to see him at the major league level this season. I think he definitely sees his debut this year. Um, he doesn't have a lot of AAA experience behind him, but he's only 30 minutes away from Minimate Park. So I think a spot start, um, something similar that Tyler Ivey had in May, would definitely be something in his near future. So the last topic is Taylor Jones, someone that I've had on, a, you know, I bet three times or so on here. And I really like him. He's a really, really nice guy. And I have him making the 26 man coming out. He can play, he's, he fill in at DH, he can play first, he can play third, he can play outfield. Do you have him making it, or have you, have you even tried to look at the 26 man? Because he kind of got the short of the stick last year, if that, I didn't say that right, but because he was, the, the third time they called him up, he, he was killing it, but he got COVID, or he was on COVID protocol, and here comes Myers, here comes Siri, and he just never got a chance again. Yeah, he definitely got the short end of the stick. Um, I feel bad for him because you know, he tested positive for COVID and he was just killing it, like you said. Um, a guy who really came around. And he's just a smart guy, just a really good baseball player. Um, he knows what's going on. He's just a big, big dude, too. So you can put him at first base. You know, he has a, you know, he has a lot of range there. He can play third left field like he's been doing in AAA. Um, I know there was, like, that speculation that he was traded to the Cubs. He was never traded to the Cubs. And also in the... Japanese baseball Twitter, they said that Taylor Jones was being put on waivers to go and play in uh, the Japanese league, and he wasn't. Um, he's still with the Astros. He's, get, he's climbing in age. Uh, definitely a guy I, I see making the roster, like you said. I thought he should have made the um, postseason roster near at the end, but he didn't really get that opportunity once they signed 
uh, Marwin Gonzalez. But uh, I think Taylor Jones makes the roster to start the year. I think he can play those corner infield spots, maybe help out in the outfield when needed. But there's five outfielders on the roster, I know, to start the season. They won't have Jake Myers. But Taylor Jones has a lot of value. And he's definitely a guy that could be, you know, a trade target for a team looking for a you know new first baseman or a fill-in first baseman. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's what I see happening with him. Because I have him on the roster, but I also don't have Jake Myers on him. Because I know he's going to be hurt but when he comes back but the way baseball works might somebody else might get hurt like i said diaz he's hurt all the time so you know and i i don't know i i think jones to me if i was him i, I would rather go somewhere where i got a chance to stick on a roster instead of being the guy that gets called up and down and up and down every time someone gets hurt I, I wish him luck. That's all I know. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, you know, he's kind of running out of option years. I think he has one or two left. Um, but he's a guy that's, you know, good, good baseball player. Definitely a good utility guy. You know, he has five plus years in baseball left. I think, I think he could definitely fill in for different teams, be signed, you know, traded a few times, but he's a, I think he could be a good journeyman. Yeah. I think just someone like him, if he never gets his shot, to stick with the team i think that's kind of sad but it's usually and you know this too because you guys cover the minor leagues but as astro fans we really get attached to these guys why do you think that is i think um you know a lot of baseball fans eyed their future job to be in baseball um you know you think of yourself and you're playing baseball and you're little what's the goal well, i want to be a major league baseball player and you see these guys like Taylor Jones, Tony Kemp, Tyler White. You know, some of them are they have qualities that you like because they're the underdog. They're the guy that you wanted to be. You wanted to make the major leagues. And they're kind of living the dream. And you're just you want to you want to keep seeing them succeed. And someone like Taylor Jones, who's just on the brink of staying on a roster. You know, he's just always almost at that step. And that's kind of like the guy you want to make the majors because he's living the dream. Yeah, Tony Kemp is a perfect example. I mean, he he was just a utility guy at most here and maybe he doesn't even make the roster last year in the playoffs because of all those guys they called up and the, I don't even know. I don't know if they would have picked up Marvin Gonzalez or not, but, but he's getting an opportunity to play. And that's kind of what I'd like to see. If you're not ever going to use the guy, give him an opportunity somewhere else and let him play. He's already pushing 30, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know, 2019, some people forget this, but, Tony Kemp was DFA'd. Uh, they didn't really have a spot for him on the Astros anymore, so they they dealt him away for Martin Maldonado uh, to the Cubs. So, you know, that's a guy that got a second chance, and now he's an everyday starter in Oakland. Yeah, it's awesome. And he everybody in Houston liked him. He was a he very was loved, a, a very well loved player, and everybody supports him even if he's on Oakland A's team, which we hate. Yep. Yeah. All right, buddy, that's all I got. You have anything you want to add? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the Vandalorian. It's like the Mandalorian from Star Wars, but with a V. <laughs> um, I also write for Climbing Tells Hill and uh, talk on Astro's future. Thanks for having me on, Rob. Hey, you're welcome, buddy. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, Kenny and I appreciate all of you guys tuning in today. And we'll see you next time on Astro's Baseball. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.